Welcome to my lovely IHP community. I contemplated whether making this one one of our 5D mystics with the Akashic record readings and tarot readings and, you know, that 5D mystics example of life. But I think I'd rather keep it to random food for thought. And so that way we can, you know, do a little bit of this and that. Although I do the same with all of our episodes. I think you have all realized this. However, I want to try and stay on point with the 5D mystics. It's particularly when I want to focus in on those connections with our oversoul and with the Claire's in a 5D mystics with the Enlightenment Soul Age group and the channel guidance and <coughs> things that can support people who also have clairs, if you will, again, with personal experiences, because sometimes the personal experiences are what make their headway to you more than anything. The food for thought is where I'm going to be talking about a little bit of this and that with the lovely 777 portal and the full moon's energies and where we are at with our 5D ascension. So let me begin. Hi, anyone who's new. My voice is still recuperating. Actually trying to keep it low on purpose because that's what gets my vocal cords to start going a little, you know, tired and all. But um, I was trying to get at anybody who's new. My name's Maria. I'm a podcast host. I'm an online entrepreneur, I'm a content creator, I support people who want to move into their actual grown-up land and be themselves for real, not pretend, and what this means is getting out of a shame cycle if somebody has one, if they recognize that they have one for real, then they would know how to be compassionate towards themselves, and when I say for real, I mean they have good psychoeducators and not the uh, other ones teaching them about the stupidity of emotions, which isn't teaching anyone anything except for our ancestors' false uh, information because they didn't have machines that actually explain why emotions are very important for you to, to actually work with. If you're going to move out of being a disciple for those who have shame cycles, they either are going to be disciples, non-disciples, or they're going to be compulsive thieves, which means a sex addict, drug addict, alcohol addict, or maybe an addict of video games, an addict of let me ignore. There's many different ways, and I'm going to use the word because, you know, while some people will say there's a different degree of importance, of course there is, but... To those of us who actually know being a functional adult is amazingly easy for those who have levels of these same addictions in ways that they don't think are addictions, we like to kind of sometimes be exaggerated in our extremes. And those who are seriously in situations, they seriously know about the good psychoeducators. They seriously want to get help or they seriously deny that they need help and they will in fact react to people like me or anybody for that matter that wants to go around telling other people how to talk, uh, fuck you and leave me alone and they will do so very actually even nicely. Here, random food for thought, I have a great story. Not so great for those of us who care about people's well-beings but we know we can't force an adult to actually admit they are an alcoholic and Even when they do know they're an alcoholic, if they're smart enough to be a person who doesn't deny it, they're also... So let's talk about this random food for thought, shitty example that those of us who care get to have to 
put up with because, you know, while others think that's shaming, so those non-disciples who are in, again, emotions are stupid land because they don't realize that emotions are ruling you until you are knowing that those emotions begin when you're an infant, not when you're a grown-up. So they're ruling you until you can be compassionate beyond a reason, which means, wow, this is heartbreakingly sad. And you never get angry in a way of vengeance with anyone because it's a bullshit emotion. That The only people who have it, again, are non-disciples. So, again, we don't actually spend time with those who are ignorant and we means the Enlightenment soul age person. So we don't spend time chit-chatting to people like that. And when we do have people that start to make their way to us because they don't like what we have to say, and they start doing counter-transference and using exaggerated examples, which we will have faced very many times, so many times that we're just so tired of it, we say, you know... I understand that you don't love being here or you don't love people or, you know, you believe evil exists. Uh, You can call my thoughts stupid. I'm okay with that, but I do believe in this. So I don't know what else to tell you when we can agree to disagree as two people. Because the reality is that's exactly what it is. You can believe what you want and you should be able to leave me alone because I'm not the only human in town. There's 8 billion people, so... If you're that upset and concerned with the life that you think you know how to lead, please go with all the other billions of people who are non-disciples and leave one person with pink-tainted glasses in the Enlightenment soul age group. But hey, you don't even have it. I can be in the stupid soul age group. I'm okay with that. Leave me alone. I'm one person. I mean nothing. I really do. And even if I meant something, it's not going to mean anything to those who don't believe in love, uh, and don't stay updated with the good psychoeducation, because the reality is we are not stupid people, we're very smart, we just don't want to argue with ignorant people, because we don't need to prove our wits, so when you do know the truth about humanity, which is everybody has hearts, and they can be broken, uh, and that they will make up excuses as any other teenager will, again, back to the example of addictions, and why I say what I say, While others want to either extremize it or not, I'm going to say movies support compulsive behavior as if it's cool, sex, drugs, alcohol. I mean, I watched one recently, and it's funny and all, but even the way they put up with their heart moment of drama is like, okay, do you really need to go drink and get drunk like this? Is this actually the active great way for you to handle your what is a conflict with your parents, because see, in the movie, what it was is, oh, my dad doesn't love me and appreciate me for my beautiful way of handling shit. Now I'm going to go get drunk with vodka. I'm going to be spiteful and try to do what my daddy told me so that I can, this entire movie, I'm watching it. I am not laughing. I'm not not laughing. I'm thinking of my psychoeducators, and I'm like, wow, this is a shame cycle to the umph degree, and they're making it seem like that's the normal way to be. However old though this lady was, forty something, she did not, she had not come out as a person to her parents, who were not traditional in any way of I'm gonna, you know, cast your way. No. Long story short, at the end of the movie, she comes out to her father first, who accepts her. So now she's accepted, and all these other drama stories that we're gonna be like, wow. Now, that movie just made the shame cycle a way of life, and they just made non-disciples, not Zen masters, by the way, non-enlightenment. That's not a success story in our book. That's a perpetuation of the limited consciousness of humanity in the book of those of us who have education with the good somatic sensory mode and trauma experts, FYI, which is boring to the people who think that's funny. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, it's funny to see that. Oh, and we are abnormal. Excuse me. Let me let me spell that one out. We are abnormal. The pink tainted stupid glasses people. I'm yelling right now. Yeah, I'm abnormal. I'm like, you know what? I'll be good with the abnormality because guess who's on a highlight in a body and a brain right now and not actually doing that. And I was a teenager and I'm like, wait a minute. I think don't think that's actually actively good for you. And even if you learn in ways that sometimes can be considered hard ways, which all these adults want to say how teenagers need to learn the hard way. No, no, nobody actually needs to learn the hard way if we had not movies like that, which perpetuate human suffering as if it's the norm when it's not necessarily the norm. It's an ignorant way of our species to keep on doing shit. You know, I used to love a lot of movies. <sighs> when I came across that guru... He kind of put a dent in my superhero movies, too. I mean, my other movies were action, and I put my own super, you know, action movies into dents because I'm like, there's no good or bad guys. It's a bullshit story. I mean, I know why I liked the action movies, but still. And so, yeah, he, he made me very well aware of how people are all up and in, like, let's torture our bodies and, and each other. And I'm like, shit, it's true. This is all people who have not healthy nervous systems because they don't know how to self-regulate because they didn't learn how to be in their ventral vagal state and, and they think it's cool to talk about superheroes or supervillains. It doesn't matter how they pose it. So here's where the smart people who are stupid people to those who think emotions are stupid sit and say, wow, and not a sad guru way, man. He's a spirituality leader, so he's a way more gracious in the way he shares his philosophy to you. I'm bluntly stating it the way a human who's in the Enlightenment Soul Age group will be like, oh my shit, Lord. Oh, I shouldn't use that word. I'm sorry. Uh, even though, guess what? Jesus, oneness, consciousness, Christ, it's because of the man standing as unconditional love. His words, forgive them for they do not know. He walked with all the people, not some, all the people, even though, as said, Guru points out, only 12 people followed him, but he walked with all of them. Apparently, the people who use his name in institutions didn't learn a thing or two about, no, no. So, again, food for thought in the land of the love people, which do not have anybody who's supernaturally controlling us. And no, we don't actually believe in anything supernatural controlling us or coming down to beat us with a whip or ah let me add that so by the way I was raised and I still love my catechism every day I will never forget when I did confirmation I get emotional when I talk about it because that was the first time I had the experience of a light body which is why I could recognize when I had the second experience which is during this 5d ascension stuff and this mysticism stuff and being opened up to this beautiful sphere of consciousness. So my first experience with was I went to church. I knew what I was taught. I was told that I was given a choice, you know, and, and I thought of the man named Jesus. And God to me is not some asshole punishing people, by the way. Uh, actually, I told God my mind on what he did with his whole son. And I said, you just confuse people. I don't know what you're doing, but this is confusing. And don't you dare come to me and ask me to do something like that because I'm ignoring you. And I don't care what others are saying to me. I'm literally going to ignore you because that ain't right. Uh, then I told him how evil doesn't exist. And you created psychology. So I don't, I, I don't really know why all these other people are saying that science is false. You're the one who created us. We use minds. Our minds evolve. So apparently those people aren't evolving, not the other way around. 
long story short, I moved into my politics science and I'm like, ah, medieval times, ah, you were political institutions, ah, okay, now you're losing your ground. I'm so sorry that people don't recognize you're no longer politics and I'm so happy you're not because you're staying in the Middle Ages and it's really not cool. So long story short, 5D land, it is completely science land, which is why, you know what I recognized at a certain point during this beautiful transition to 5D land was, ah, shit, they are going to stay in 3D, 4D mindset wow okay let me settle in with that one i thought that everyone would get to 5d land now i'm seeing clearly i can see clearly now the rain has gone no 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 all obstacles there's no obstacles to get into your grown-up land by the way it's only you only you so movies perpetuate things but so do actual other real things that people that have moved into love cycles and are doing shit about it will tell you all with their compassionate tone the divisiveness is not really divisiveness. We have very straightforward groups. The Enlightenment, soul age group people, the other soul age group people. 5D people, 4D, 3D people. Functional adult people, they're potentially their own Zen master. It all depends. And then we don't have Zen masters, and we have a bunch of adaptive children, and they are between disciples, non-disciples, compulsive. So back to the story that I wanted to share. This beautiful human being beautiful beautiful human being <clears throat> he is an alcoholic and he has a very sad story i don't know all of it but it is one that is very sad he is a very smart human being and he's so smart that the first times that i was around him he avoided me because you know people don't like to be around people like me and it's not because we're shaming them. No, no, it's not in any way, shape, or form that. It's because they, we all read each other very clearly. And so they know we're not bullshit. But eventually they warmed up. And they, uh, every time I look at them in moments where they're drinking a little too much, they will say, don't look at me like that. And I will say, I'm not looking at you like anything. I'm, I'm just say, looking at you. <laughs> and, then, and I really am not. I'm not looking at them in a judgment way, probably what it is, is I'm looking at them in a sad way, because I'm sad, <sighs> because a person's hurting themselves, and I can't do anything about it, and that makes people that are loving sad, <laughs> not angry, and definitely not in the boat of, oh, let me come shame you a little bit while you drink yourself away, and I have to witness it. No, I'm nobody in this person's life in the first place, except for a mere acquaintance, by the way. And even if I were more than just that, it didn't matter. Would it matter? It doesn't matter. I have been in the lives of people where I know I've mattered, and I didn't matter, and I don't matter, because you know what matters is your own ego, Oh, and you better bet all of those lovely non-disciple people or disciple people don't actually figure out that nobody actually matters in another person's life until maybe one day they do. And if they ever do, it's because they become their own Zen master. Until they're not their own Zen master, people have this illusion of you mattering something to anyone. No, you don't. You know what I've seen? So... Back to this lovely story of this human being who knew my look was not let me scold you. And it continues never to be that. It continues to be and feeling so helpless. And this is why I shared. I'm not looking at you. I'm not trying to tell you not to do something. So long story short, we ended up with a little vibe here and there, meaning that they know that I'm not looking at them to say, be not drinking. 
but I will say, you know, I'm looking at you and why don't you drink a little bit less? So every now and then I'll share with them something along those lines and then they will look at me and again, they'll, what do you think? I'm stupid. I know my limitations and they go on and on about a lot of different things. And <clears throat> this person could get out of this thing but apparently they don't think they have a problem and apparently no matter how other people will share with them that it's not about it being a problem is that your body you know long story short we don't matter and the people who live life like this they watch the movies and they think that what they do is okay and the law can't force a person to take their inner well-being at heart and if the laws ever reduced or remotely controlled drinking you know what we're going to hear about how dare you take our freedoms away? Which, are they wrong? No, they're not wrong. They're not wrong, are they? So who knows what we're going to end up with. I, I believe in the power of grown-up land, but apparently some people don't want to believe the science. We are going to figure out the middle ground. I'm always hopeful that with smart people, the flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable, 5D educator people, that we achieve an actual middle ground. So what is beautiful to see is that there are 5D educators, but we also are seeing 4D ones. So we, we still have also 3D ones and middle age people from the middle ages, not their middle age. The middle ages meaning they're like from, oh, the apocalypse is here. <clears throat> and I actually had recognized how every person's story, 3D, 4D, is coming true. It is going to come true because they have their confirmation bias stories and when they're removed what is happening is they are being controlled by the uh, corrupt again evil people who are basically taking down uh, freedom long story short here's where our, our split is so 5d people know that nobody's freedom is being taken away that we are learning new things about each other and humanity is each other we hope that the globe gets it Together with this lovely global warming, maybe we'll have politicians grow into smart-ass human beings at some point and stop ignoring science and saying they don't believe in global warming. I mean, gosh, darn it. <laughs> you know, you got to say, uh, as a political science major, mm -hmm, oh man, have I seen the level of not smarts. So between a bunch of different things... <laughs> Here's where food for thought, 5D individuals are not worried about tomorrow because we live in the now and every day we use our mouths to try and spread the wealth of information of you get to choose you or not. So compulsive, as I was saying, is not something to be taken lightly. Now, any human being who tends to their very basic inner world in a way of saying my brain wakes up with me every day and if I am a critic of myself I'm doing myself a disservice you don't wire that in and if you think of your body and you allow yourself to know that it's a nervous system and you can move into a restorative embodied self that it is a journey there you go movies you watch everything you watch has an effect it's not because it's negative or positive all that vibration stuff no no it has an effect on your language on your thinking on everything so when you're a teenager, you get to choose how you're going to deal with people. And I saw most teenagers do what grown-ups do. 
they're all non-disciples basically and even the ones who think they're disciples until they're pointing fingers at those compulsive people and shaming them they're not actually learning anything so none of them are disciples and they're not doing self-transformation they're just doing let me point a finger and i with my group over here are standing on a pedestal saying to everybody else we rule and rock and no no we all rule together or we don't so 5d we know that actually we're moving in a natural way i sometimes get really excited i do forget a little bit about knowing that we're always headed in the uh places that we're headed and that's where <clears throat> the more of you who choose your inner well-being and actually move into your zen master the more of you can contribute to your own life and to other people's lives um, when you don't choose yourself when you don't choose to learn how to be loved and you stay in a defectiveness shame cycle, heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart, you actually stay within a low vibration. It's beneath the neutrality belt in your body. And it's in a biochemistry of fear because you're going to be ruminating in your brain, which means loop thinking, which means thinking about things in an inner critic, outer critic, and then if you want denying those emotions, basically suppressing the yucky feel, whatever it is, through activities that are compulsive or not. It doesn't matter because it's really you distracting yourself or using your time in a way that won't um, do anything different for tomorrow. And that's where it's not good or bad. So here, let me share a little bit of my ascension journey with those of you who are new, a little of uh, light workers. Although remember, we have paid subscription-based model content for any of you who want more specifics or you have questions. So there's the light worker's journey, I'm expanding consciousness, there's the oversoul with twin flames, soulmates. We also have the functional adult love language and other inner growth mindset, functional adult love language episodes. Um, those focus on how to utilize inner growth and just your own expansion of consciousness as a person. While the light workers and I'm expanding consciousness cover those curiosities about mysticism and being a person with clairs and that's for those of you who have those experiences instead of listening to the 4d <coughs> people still talking about karmics and cutting energy and how people represent a danger to you when they don't so i'm gonna leave that one out there alone because nobody unless they're physically threatening you represents a danger if they do gaslighting ghosting unfriending uh, here blocking or whatnot those are people who are adaptive children they don't know how to handle their own uh, emotional mental plane like a grown-up and they don't know how to handle you and they're using these excessive boundaries that others have made popular because that's what non-disciples do they use words and then people who have the same type of insecurity they go on that bandwagon because you know it's easier to create groups because it's easier to not actually face each other why because people don't actually have the courage to be in fierce love it means to be in faces with you know there's this episode that happened to me a while back and as it was taking place i was being given a lot of different names i was also being uh, semi-attacked but it wasn't an actual threat to me because i have mastered my ability to be in equanimity for choice of being loving towards people and accepting that we have differences. So 
when I've been in the presence of people who get into what is transference or counter-transference, doesn't matter if they're doing it on purpose or not. You know, I don't actually apply myself to my interactions, and that's where a functional adult and a master doesn't. We're not engaging with you in reactivity. We're engaging with you as a presence that is here and wanting to exchange. So it's okay if you get in your energy because we can handle your energy because we know how to self-regulate while you are in your sympathetic. So obviously sometimes I actually have to uh, work to self-regulate and this is in different circumstances. And in this one, I actually did notice, you know, that my sympathetic was aroused, my mouth was dry, I was getting a little nervous, like upset nervous, but not in a bad way. It was normal because I was being basically in a very passionate conversation. And this is normal for the person I know them to be, to be in that state. So I knew that my body was reacting and it's natural, again, for us to co-regulate as we're exchanging. Long story short, though, I stayed engaged as I was being given examples in a way of I completely disagree with this stance. So there's misattunement, misunderstanding, right? And there's a level of I'm pointing out to you all the areas that I see that are not positives as you, the person. So there's a debate on behavior and interactions and family and friends and all this stuff, okay? And so this is a very beautiful conversation for me. In fact, I still to this day remember it because I got to practice being a person who is open and receptive to a loved one's opinion, which is okay for all of what was spoken. And I laugh because they're like, no, it's not okay. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not saying it's okay in the sense of I'm giving a validation of it being okay to be in certain states. I'm saying it's okay for you to express. So long story short, though, it was a misunderstanding that got clarified due to me being able to maintain a sense of ease within myself as a person use language and mannerisms that another person who's insecure of themselves would have began to get very upset in their own ego and they would have began to address the person in the same mannerism. So what you would have had is a yellow and red versus what was a green because of consciously staying in the conversation and consistently trying to express and explain. So this is the beauty of your own self choosing to be the grown-up version. Why? Because why not? The fact that somebody can be in that state is not a big deal unless they are a physical threat. This is not a big deal for somebody to use words or to get agitated or to get passionate. In fact, actually, the more you can maintain a sense of calm, the more another person can continue to engage. Now, there is a level of, uh, what's the word? If a person is actually trying to get under your skin, because that's happened to me before with an individual that I've known a long time now, and they do this when they get into their human suffering mode, they've they've made the statement themselves that they will try to make people miserable when they're miserable because they it's unfortunate. They have an attachment style that they need support, but they don't believe they need support because it's humanity that sucks, uh, not them. So this is where that's something, again, of a choice that a person will make. So here's the sentence I was trying to get to. 
Uh, delete, unfollow, block, unfriend, and disconnect from anyone and anything that robs you of your peace, love, and happiness, not just on social media, but in real life as well. This is not in any way, shape, or form a functional adult uh, way. Uh, no. This is an adaptive child. Uh, these are people that know not how to handle themselves as grown-ups. They are all adaptive children. This is harsh, unforgiving. These are not actual healthy boundaries. This means I will not uh, have the ability to speak to you because I choose not to handle what you are doing with a way of being able to communicate. So as I said, I've been in many different circumstances and in many where I've been labeled things and I didn't know of the words transference and countertransference, but my body knew this has nothing to do with me. You just don't like something that I'm saying or something that I'm thinking. And so now you are choosing to engage with me in a manner that is completely unnecessary, but that you seem to not have any ability to actually uh, control, manage, none of it. So you are, and in fact, yellow and red, that's ventral vagal, not, excuse me, not ventral vagal. Uh, green is ventral vagal, yellow is flight fight, and red is you're in shutdown. So when somebody, let's say you say no, and they feel they've been rejected, they will react, oh, getting angry, that would be a red. Like, ah, okay, yellow is more of the fight flight, so anxious anxiety, or I'm going to get angry, but they're still talking to you. So in both cases, the seat of empathy is shut down. You're not dealing with a functional adult because the functional adults are in their ventral vagal tone, the green light. So this is where I'm in my green light when I'm engaging with people while they're in their red or yellow, and that's about it. And you don't try to say, oh, let me point out you're in yellow or red. They're going to punch you if you say something like that. No, you just handle yourself like a grown-up can, emotionally speaking, because we know our mental and emotional mastery. Here's Michael Yapko. Uh, he's the author of The Discriminating Therapist. He has a PhD. He's a psychoeducator that I learned from with my NICABM courses. He says, all relationships go to uh, encounter, are going to encounter periods of conflicts disagreements, disillusionment, things that lead people to evaluate their relationship negatively. But he says, if you can't get along with people, you shouldn't just cut them out of your life, uh, even though we still see this very often. So all these psychoeducators are saying people have learned the wrong things about boundaries. The whole delete, unfriend, unblock, or block, unblock, whatever, this type of stuff is all adaptive children. They don't know how to handle each other. They don't know how to be in vulnerable places because they choose not to. They don't know because they don't want to know. Because they don't trust each other because they're busy with stereotypes, generalizations, and oh, you, they're busy with being non-disciples, all of them. It's very straightforward. I've met so many, it's actually quite tiresome to specify how many people I know that are not Zen masters of themselves yet, and they actually just have, whether it's humanity or their friends or this or that or that or that, I have the pink tainted glasses. Again, I'm the stupid lady. So if you can't get along, he says, with people, he says the, the, the spreading, what's common is you just should cut them out of your life. We see this very often, and he says there are some times where this might be necessary, but a lot of times, he says, what defines someone as toxic is that you don't know how to handle them, that they say things that you don't know how to respond to, 
they do things that you don't know how to react to and instead of it being about developing effective responses it's about cutting them out altogether he says and i think that's a shame particularly with relationships that hold the great potential to be enduring relationships it is a shame but you know how many people don't even actually look at their charge states not even a little bit not even a little bit because you're only going to notice your charge state if you actually recognize why do i act a way that is unnecessary with somebody who thinks and feels and has different belief systems and i like this this is bullshit all of it and you know here's the other part neuroscientists share how people the brain of ours human brains doesn't and don't distinguish between emotional threats or physical threats except for the lovely Zen masters of ourselves, because we have integration of the mind and restorative embodied self. We're aware of ourselves. I'm talking about me and all these Zen master people who are in their enlightenment soul age group. We're not perfect. We won't use our transference with you because we won't want to. Why would we use our emotions against you? You're not doing anything wrong. You're saying to us what you think. It's your right. That's what freedom of speech should mean. So I'm going to stand here and sit here and learn how to be equanimous. I'm 43. I've gotten really great at it. I really love it. And it's really nice when you can do it with the people you love the most. Because people you love the most are the ones you're seeing as potential safe haven, secure bases. Because you think that you can attach. Because that's actually how our mammalian attachment system works. So it begins with our caregiver or caregivers, our parents. And then our siblings are part of that and any other important attachment figure. And then when you get to teenage land, you get to choose other people, which, you know, when you're a smart teenager, so you're your own Zen master, you recognize that. Mm, no, no, no attachment. Thank you. Secure connections. Why? Because people don't unconditionally love you with your flaws and imperfections and they don't actually support your desires, passions and other stuff. They try to get you to drink or to have sex or to do whatever it is that they're choosing or basically they have no interest in learning i mean i saw all these teenagers none of them were interested in school i was like what are you going to do with your life oh well nothing or you know what's funny is we actually did as teenagers there's this one person she used to be so cool and i do remember for a short time seeing her as that and i remember the adults saying no people who are cool they hit their, you know, there's all these sayings, they hit their peak and blah, 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 and then they don't excel. And it's very sad because I noticed that from my high school, all the people that were cool, they didn't actually succeed. And they got really, it's really, you know, unfortunate. But then again, it's not only that. I don't like to do the generalizations because it's also people who were not cool, who did not move into becoming their own Zen masters. So yeah, when Enlightenment Soul Age people see not Zen masters, we think it's not really cool because you're half the life you could be and you think you're all that, but you really aren't. Or if you don't, then we feel sad for you because you're, wow. So long story short, it's just sad to see people who stay within their shame cycle because they don't know they can just choose to be their self not hide their insecurities and actually learn to use yoga for what it's used for it's your ventral vagal nerve toning so then when you're engaging with yellow or red you being able to be in green that's where the yoga exercises can come useful meditation gets you to use your cortex you can learn to speak to people not yell at them or delete cancel block unfriend all this other stuff which is really not 
again, putting into practice, as Michael points out, Yapko, uh, putting into practice what are effective responses, which, in fact, I get to do all the time, like that conversation, I got to put into practice how to develop an effective response while I was being attacked for no other reason except for uh, either on purpose or because there was actually the idea of me being a malicious human being, which luckily for me, I'm not. And what I mean by that is the person in time did see, okay, wow, you, you really are this thing. So, okay, there's no hidden agenda. We understand why people believe in hidden agendas. This is all the movies and people who have other people that are non-disciples and adaptive children around them. And, you know, of course, they meet the uh, people who don't do what they say they're going to do, uh, people who basically are just as in the whole um, unfortunate spaces of envy, jealousy, spite, revenge, and they, you know, do catastrophizing in their brain, mind reading, uh, they think, they, they strategize things, they, there's actually a whole buttload of different types of shame cycle people, so it's um, very sad. So we understand why people will actually think of a confident human being, because a Zen master is a confident self, as somebody malicious, they don't trust people. But we're not malicious, we're just confident, and we don't have shame. So that triggers automatically a person who has shame because what we do when we're encountering each other is actually engage with all of our self. So if I'm a whole self, but you have fragments of the self of you, and part of it is a defectiveness fragment, it's going to be brought to light, and it's going to be brought to the surface so that you can heal it. But to heal, that requires the person to be on a personal development journey and to say, wait, let me not think of a human being as malicious just because I don't agree with what they think or whatever. So, Functional adults actually get to develop effective responses with each other. In fact, you know it's beautiful when you meet at least people who are open and receptive so they don't actually um, strategize when they meet you or they're engaging with you because some people they just do it, like I said, either on purpose or unintentionally because they're triggered. That's adaptive children. They don't know their own emotions. Uh, they're not tending to them. So when people instead are open and receptive to unconditional love, what we uh, will notice is they, they will notice why we care. And they will be able to speak it to your face, that they understand that you're a person who really cares about the people you love. Because that's where a Zen master an Enlightenment Soul Age Group 5D mystic person is in touch with the field of consciousness, which is what all people are part of. And we know our human nature is to be compassionate and loving to each other. We know our attachment system because we have safe haven, secure base in our bodies. We are a restorative embodied self and an integrated mind. So we know that all people can be here like us, which is why I was shocked when I realized 3D and 4D will stick around. But then again, not everybody has the ability to want to learn 5D educator knowledge. They like their rigid educators. So let me keep on reading to finish up with what uh, wisdom we have from Michael Yapko. She sa he says, so uh, instead of it being about developing effective responses, people choose to cut each other out altogether. They call it toxic, but he says... Uh, I think that's a shame, particularly with relationships that hold a great potential to be enduring relationships. And if you think about it, he says, what relationship doesn't go through conflict? And then he goes on to say, what defines someone as someone who you can no longer relate to? 
this group or people that can no longer talk to that group of people and that can no longer reach compromises, which is what we're seeing. In fact, there's a video I have to watch on the neuroscience of uh, for politics in America, which is really bad right now. Um, he says, how does this kind of rupture happen on a political level, on a social level? Uh, and then he goes on to talk about how there's this idea that people think of compromise as a dirty word and that to compromise is to lose. He says it has become a mantra for many, so they say, I will not compromise. Compromise is not an option. And they will say, well, now let's talk about the repair side. He says of ruptures. He says repair is about compromise. And it is meant to put the relationship's endurance ahead of winning the battle. He says you can win the battle and lose the war, you can get a person to submit to your demands, but the resentment that they're now going to feel, he says, those are the seeds of destruction of this relationship. You can try to control a person uh, and controlling the person until they rebel, which is when they finally walk away. The more you attempt to control a person, the more you are planting the seeds of rebellion, and that's how rupture occurs. And then he says, here's what I think you should do. Uh, the value, where's the value and uh, the value of the relationship. What you should value is how can you bring forth healing between each other. And the value would be in, in each other because you care about continuing the relationship. Uh, that's about it on this little bit of tidbit. But we, ha we have a buttload of the psychoeducators who say how this whole delete, unfollow, block, unfriend, and disconnect is not healthy boundaries. It's people who don't know how to talk about each other and how to talk to each other about their peace, their love and happiness, and to say, you know, love is where we support each other's dreams and we support each other's uh, personalities. <laughs> of course, we support each other's health, which is why, like with the person that I mentioned as an example, it isn't about me going up to them and shaming them that's going to make a difference. It's only if the person chooses to save their own self, which they won't until they want to or if they want to. And the movies are not to be blamed, uh, nor is 3D, 4D land. It really is something that uh, comes with a person's choice of free will. Our system in the future and as we learn about all of this is going to find a middle ground. We're not there yet. So right now we're going to see uh, those different groups come about. Luckily, educators are what lead the way, and the 5D educators are growing in number. So while I do see certain 4D, I know that the 4D, 3D educators are needed because they have specific subject matters. 5D educators and other soul age groups are needed. So there's, there's always uh, reasons for why different types of focus areas are needed. There's the sweet spot, which naturally comes about, because here's the thing. Consciousness is life, and we're all alive. And the Enlightenment soul age person who's never been separated from this sphere, it's an infinite sphere. What I can tell you is that there's infinite possibilities. We know about the now, and the 5D person in the Enlightenment soul age lives the now every day. Every day we wake up knowing tomorrow is another day. We don't change because we expand. The love cycle people. The shame cycle people when they move into love. Because they've chosen their self. It is only once you have understood that you are a person who has your own way of thinking and feeling and that you're not competing with other people. 
you're not competing with politics, you're not competing with anything. You're contributing to our society if you want. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but you will be contributing in any and other ways. What is nice to know is that, yeah, there's not one person ruling the world, and those limited uh, educators and consciousness people are not the optimized version of life because when they get into their yellow fight-flight, they are in a stressed-out body that is spitting out cortisol and whatever else happens in your sympathetic. So you're hurting your own self. Oh, and your brain is also only focusing in on something with a very specific past and a very specific narrowed focus. And, you know, it's funny because we all have that. And when people notice it about us, they, they actually share with us in a kind way how to stay open-minded. And I say kind because, of course, we are all human, so we all get into our Kali modes again. And Kali does restrict visibility. That's why she accidentally... <laughs> kills Shiva in the story that Sadhguru shares. And that's also why a Zen master will seek to keep on building more of Krishna Lila and more fun because Krishna Lila is us in our ventral vagal state, exploring the depths of the profound with curiosity. So we will notice how we get when we're uh, focusing and it's called tunnel vision. And yeah, so when people present it to us in a kind way, meaning that they've noticed it's a trait, which is our focus, it helps us to stay open. So on that note, let me end our food for thought. With We had a story the other day. I'm going to drink some water, though, of when, you know, a person gets to make it out of the blinders of the sirens from the island because they choose their self. So they have the courage to step into life, and they know that the storm is not a storm that they're being given an opportunity to uh, actually live a better version of themselves. So when this happens, those who have taken the compassionate beyond a reason bait, if you will, it's not because they're actually falling for bait. They have found what true love means. And that it equates people who will lift you up always, not ever, just sometimes, always. The ones who don't lift us up, we do not abandon them, the Zen masters. We understand that they are not yet capable to access their own life because uh, they have illusions that make sense in movies. And we leave it alone. We don't have to, again, do anything because it's not our life, it's theirs. The laws will take care of things that are excessively in need of caring. We have faith in our systems because it's created by the people, for the people. So we have faith in people. This is the 5D Enlightenment Soul Age Group Land, which is why we are not afraid of the future. And it's also why we keep on practicing to be in the now so that we can keep on putting into the picture our lovely plane in uh, a space of well-being. So back to the people who choose their self, though. <clears throat> when people actually realize that their door to personal healing and happiness is within them, and they choose to be their yin-yang, so they know about being their own uh, mind and body, the stepping into being the perfect person for themselves is what happens. And it's not because of being perfect, it's because of that perfection that is easily attainable in the moderation land. 
So knowing how to, again, regulate your 24 hours. And that is sleeping well, drinking well, eating well. And then the people around you, they're, they're either going to be people that have infinite higher human consciousness potential or anyways you share stuff together and you support each other and you support each other to grow more laughing and smiling and uh, happy about life now for those who don't do this we actually learn how to work with them i have had people in my life like my attachment style friend that has mannerisms when they get into their human suffering that are of an adaptive child as anyone who has insecure attachment styles, insecure attachment wounds, unresolved trauma will do. These people don't recognize their compulsive uh, addictions as something that comes from human suffering. If there are addictions of any type, sex, drugs, food, alcohol, getting busy with work, a lot of different ways that a person will distract themselves from their inner well-being. I mean, I see even people who it's not about it being compulsive. It's just mannerisms that are taken and used because, again, oh, I don't want to think about it. So it's, it's a choice, personal development, to move into your functional adulthood, to move out of adaptive child. It's, it's an actual choice only people who want to do that make. And it's a fun one. For those of you who keep tuning in, you'll get to learn more because it's that inner growth mindset. And it is about being compassionate beyond a reason. And with spirituality, spiritual and human science stuff, the social sciences, the uh, neuroscience, all of the psychoeducation, everything, existentialism, psychology, you name it, okay? So these are not facts. These are food for thoughts. Always a person's sharing essentially food for thoughts. So when dealing with people who have adaptive child emotional responses, uh, they're doing transference, counter-transference, whether it's idealization or the negativization, so they pick up on something and they actually have this ability, all of us do, but the people who are adaptive children, they automatically use that uh, aspect. They don't recognize it, by the way, but um, we will notice it because we'll be aware of what's happening since the Zen masters are always conscious people. So if you are here, you know when people are actually gaslighting, manipulating, ghosting, the whole unfriending, blocking. Again, you don't usually see it happening. The few times it can have happened throughout the lifetime of any person who's a Zen master. If you are in your enlightenment soul age from a love cycle, you will not know ruptures with your loved ones. You know how to expand your oversoul. We don't cancel cut people out of our lives again we actually understand and even without knowing any of the somatics uh, obviously the somatics has led me to become an even better human being because it gives me the ability to know how to try to work with my own nervous system and then with my own uh, words and that's where understanding when people are in human suffering and they have modulated or dysregulated embodied selves when they're not in an integrated mind so their insecure attachment wound styles their unresolved trauma ruptures come up i know how to just sit there and either be silent or use an authoritative tone and that's in eventual vagal and it's a no, or it's a yes, or it's a, it's a very specific tone. This is what I've gotten to gain and continue to work on gaining as I move forward in my personal life. 
and anybody who's a Zen master will be doing the same. So the 5D person is only compassionate beyond a reason. It's not the 4D, 3D community or those people who are talking ill of humanity, of anyone. Sociopaths, psychopaths, narcissists, any of the clusters in the mental health diagnoses area would be a place where you are uh, definitely understanding that we want to learn how to handle each other with compassion. This does not mean again, accepting treatment or, again, ignoring you. No, it's you spelling out in authoritative is a tone that is very clear. It's not yelling in your face. Authoritarian style is disrespectful. It's aggressive. Of course, it's also fearful for people like me. I'm four foot nine. I would not dream of replying to a person who, no, I'm not going to want to engage with you. In fact, I'm going to back off. And I'm not going to enjoy having any type of conversation with you to the extent that would allow my true self to be a part of the equation because I won't because you don't know how to handle yourself. And it's okay to be afraid when somebody's yelling at you, they're in their hyper aroused state. They're in their fight flight or in their red, really. So they're actually aggressive and they don't try to work on it. There's no reason to shame a person either because here's where, again, they can choose to grow up or not. And people will justify their own unresolved trauma, their own human suffering, their own mannerisms. They will say, humanity sucks. You made me do it. This is the part of why if you're blocking people and friending people, it doesn't matter whether in real life or social media, you don't know how to handle yourself as an adult. Adults know how to repair. And it's because we are all people. We know we all fuck up and it's okay. There's no need. Unless there's a physical threat, there's no need for any of these types of behaviors. It's really just drama land for teenagers and uh, 3D, 4D basks in this because they live in the past. And it's not a past that isn't still a part of us. It's our human past. It's part of our nervous system, the reptilian nervous system branch, by the way, not the mammalian nervous system branch, no. So they can't master their mammalian nervous system branch because just doing yoga is not going to help you to master how you handle yourself when you're talking to a person who's yelling at you being able to let's say a person would say "Ah, but i want to hear more and i notice you don't talk so if they were interested in you a person would say i'm going to try working with that can you help me work with it but they would do it all on their own not because you shame them Some people think that shaming people is what gets them uh, to do things. That's not accurate. It's their own idea of what's valuable to them because the insecure attachment style are people who are wired in a way that is not their optimal well-being. And they have unresolved trauma and attachment ruptures that need to be worked with. And it's only if they choose to be the grown-up version of themselves and get out of this human suffering, which is going to be their own loop thinking, their rumination, their biochemistry of fear. They're going to get in vindictive, spite, all this stuff. They build up castles that don't exist uh, except for in their mind, but they have all these other people who exist in the same type of uh, distorted ego. Because again, the movies just show that this is normal. So uh, for now, I'm not, again, blaming the movies, but it's one of the areas where, as the brain lady says, uh, if you're watching stuff that only presents to you the same equation, you can't work with your present, you can't work with your future. Your emotions are already, they're acting in a certain way, if you will. And again, people think emotions don't act. When I'm saying that, it's a charge state that comes up and it's mannerisms that you will have learned. 
So if a person actually wants to meet the true self of another, they work with their self so that people won't be afraid to talk to them. But they can only work with their emotion if they stop feeling ashamed and don't think of it as a person not being able to get angry or upset or passionate. It's about you learning how to manage your nervous system because before you can actually engage in an open-ended conversation, there has to be an adult who stays equanimous. People that are not their own Zen master, which is what I've seen, most people are not their own Zen master. If somebody is yelling at them in their face, they are insulted and they call these people rude or they accuse them of things. You know, what's funny is even in the absence of being a person who actually um, does certain things, when those people who don't believe in love and they don't believe in humanity, right? So the ones who don't grow up. <clears throat> when people will have come at me again with these accusations, which are obviously false, and I always would love to say, you know, why don't you pay for me to get a psych eval? Let's go do that right now. I usually don't because I honestly don't give, uh, I don't really uh, care to do that. I don't have anything to prove. It's also disrespectful of those people when they do stuff like this. But if I had to, I would, without a shadow of a doubt, go. If somebody said, I'll take you to go, okay, let's go. Let's go now. Because really what you're doing is offensive, to say the least. But because I don't have questions of who I am, I'm not actually offended. If anything, I'm humored, and really, I'm not even humored. I get to practice how to be a polite human being in the face of someone and or others who are being reactive. And this is very important because not everybody, again, wants to move into their Zen mastery. And so I actually care about the people I get to know, and I like for them to be themselves because that's what Zen master is like, for people to know they're beautiful how they are. Of course, you could have better manners, like with my attachment style friend, which it came about naturally because they took control of the situation. So now there's a sweet spot because they were able to stand up for themselves. And this is Psych Education 101. And they will tell you how an adaptive child, a person who's in therapy, and finally they get to be given control because, again, the adaptive child will have a shame cycle. They will have the feeling of being defective. So they will have felt that they were basically shoved in their emotional realm at some point or another, and some get actually treated not in great ways. So they will feel victims for real in their bodies. So it's shoved. When I say this, it's, an, it's a specific way of powerlessness. And so before they can feel empowered, which is why I go from dysregulated to modulated to, to restorative, so this is why there's a process. First, there has to be an environment of people who actually care for you in a constant way of safe haven, secure base. Then once you actually see love exists because you're with people in ventral vagal states, then you know, oh, wow, there are people who are the real deal. And even then, there's still all of the skepticism because the movies just perpetuate, again, a lot of other stereotypes, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, though, um, the minute a person has felt, and shame cycles will always will mean someone will have felt victimless, or victim of themselves and basically a person who wasn't protected and supported. So not victimless, um, helpless is the word that was trying to come out of my mouth. Um, 
it's a feeling, by the way, it's not a thought process, and it's only if they get to the bottom of it. So this is, is a very important note that I'm making because those of us with love cycles, we don't ever feel helpless in our emotional plane, which is why when people say, okay, you really don't know human suffering, so you can't speak up here because you don't know what it's like to feel helpless. We will nod our head and say, yes, you're right, I don't know this. I don't know this feeling at all. And in fact, the more I think of the person who gave you the feeling, the more I would go over and, you know, and here's where, again, it's good we're not actually anywhere near these types of areas because really it's, it's not that. It's unresolved trauma from the caregivers to those before. It's an entire line of a way that is part of our reptilian mammalian heritage. So we learned to be mammalians at a certain point when we had enough safety around us to be able and actually sit still and not be afraid that animals would eat us. Okay, so our reptilian is our fight, flight, and freeze because our bodies remember when only animals and us were there and we hadn't built enough of a community or something like that. Okay, so mammalian is, oh, we have a community. We can stay safe together. Long story short, <clears throat> as I was trying to close out and let me finish up this last part. So if a person will have this shame cycle, uh, the adaptive child is protecting the inner child. It's only if the person gains some type of power that they will feel powerful and know that nobody is going to subject them to that shoving of your head, basically. It's a very specific visual because that's the feeling that is there. And I understand it from an ego perspective. doesn't matter what gender you are, um, but it's uh, energy that the person's body will remember. And so there's a way the differentiated self of a person who will live shame, it will keep coming up to continue to say, I have my own uh, self to rely on and I won't let anybody make me feel powerless in that emotional plane. When you have mental and emotional mastery, this is why you become your Zen master because you're not in a space of that in your body. But this is the part where people don't even get past their teenage self. They're just too busy being uh, immature and calling it evil, which is not. Or saying human suffering has to stay, which no, that's not accurate either. They don't get educated by the good psychoeducators. Uh, and if they have only spirituality, they don't know what they're doing with yoga because they don't put it into practice with people. It's when you're meeting people who are in their red or yellow that you get to try and be in your green. But if you think just doing yoga makes you enlightened, well, there you go. That's your answer to why people don't treat each other better. Um, the ones who pick their self as a human, they go the length and they actually can spread the word of being compassionate beyond reason because it does support those who recognize that they are their own door to happiness and healing that we are grown-ups that support them to be their grown-up version. And they're grown-ups. The teenagers have lovely, good psychoeducators to lead them that way, and then the grown-ups as well, uh, the actual grown-ups. We don't perpetuate the stereotypes, generalizations, and we don't say get rid of all the movies either. We say, okay, let's teach people about not being uh, in these shame cycles and uh, learn how to be in a love cycle. <laughs> so... When uh, handling any adaptive children, doesn't matter if they're red or yellow, the 
most that will happen will be an authoritative tone, uh, no's and explanations in an authoritative tone and uh, setting down grounds for can we meet each other in the middle. For those who take, like my attachment style friend, they take control, they're not consciously doing anything, but still they're able to take control, then you meet a new sweet spot. For people who are doing personal development, uh, here's where they learn to actually, this one's beautiful. So people who choose their self consciously or have a good somatic sensory motor trauma expert or a mentor, coach, somebody who's, you know, working with someone who wants to actually move into their 5D, their integrated mind, restorative embodied self, so their inner well-being, so to move out of an insecure attachment style, so move out of an attachment rupture, trauma wound, okay, so you want to move into compassion land for real, for yourself and others, all others, not just your family, everyone. So when people choose this on their own, which makes me smile because um, it's beautiful when a person chooses their self, they choose their heart, they choose to follow their heart. And, you know, it's a victory for those of us who are Zen masters, because we're not about the being of a Zen master, it's the higher potential of you as a human being. If there's one thing that makes me happy about 5D is when I figured out it was all about open-minded, empowering educators. My heart was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Because this is what happens when you have only people who are disciples or non-disciples or compulsive around you, which is most people. Even Sadhguru to me is not the fullness because he is a spirituality leader, but he tells a lot of stories and he's not given the breakdown of the psychoeducation that instead I get to have from my Bezel van der Kolk, Stephen Porges, Peter Levine, Daniel Siegel, Janina Fisher, all these psychoeducators that are good ones. When I get in the middle, I'm like, oh, shit, okay, let me sift through this stuff so that I can bring it all together and share. And so here's where holistic well-being, metaphysics as a terrorism, the 4D educators that are focusing on specifics with their hurt, though, and stuff like that. But anyways, long story short, um, when you already know that every person is beautiful, because when you meet people, if you are in this 5D enlightenment soul age group you will feel their you'll feel who they are without the splinters without the ruptures without the hurt without any of the mannerisms that their adaptive child in time comes forth with and it's not confusing for the zen master how to behave with those disciples non-disciples or the compulsive people Remember that explanation I've shared with you before because it's a very specific feeling. I remember it because it probably accompanied me as a kid and I only knew about religion when I was first growing up. This is a pull at your heart. It's an actual pull. And this is where Sadhguru calls it Akash because consciousness is the field of intelligence. But I'll never forget. And some people, you're making it up in your head. No, there's an, a pull in our heart and it pulls us backward. And it's not about closing our hearts off because we'll notice about that and we'll choose to keep our hearts open. I remember as a teenager when I made the conscious choice because I could tell my heart was closing up because of all these inconsistent human beings who didn't know what to do, but it's like, oh wait, they're teenagers, they're all insecure. 
And I was like, no, I'm not going to close my heart. They don't know how to live life. I know how to live life. I want to live life with love. That would be a bullshit life to live it without any love because they don't know how to love. So you know how to love if you're in your ventral vagal state. Um, so the pull on our heart is move backwards. It's not because we're going to delete and friend or, or block or do something. No, it's move away, leave some room, calm down, get yourself together, and then come at it with a fresh set of eyes. And our heart is actually emotional because we are sensitive to our group because we care. This is, it's, a, it's, it's an actual moment of vulnerability where you say, let me take steps back so I can be my best self because right now I'm very emotional. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and I'm already hurt so I'm not clear on how to use my mouth right now. We will be smart enough to know this and it doesn't matter again what age you are. So. We don't ever choose to shame because why would we do that? That's bullshit. Love cycle people, obviously. And when you learn about those who have defectiveness and their mannerisms, of course, it's, it's very, uh, quote-unquote, unfair. And you know what's even more unfair is the fact that all of the disciples, non-disciples, and compulsive people defend each other. I'm not going to go down that path right now because uh, I need to rest my throat, but... As I was trying to say, it's beautiful when we know of hearts that choose themselves. Because it's like with the Tinkerbell and the story, even though it's a makeup one, but when she says to Wendy, every time you say you don't believe in a fairy or whatever it was, she says one will die. But if you clap your hands, you bring them back to life. So the difference is we will feel when our loved ones choose their self, or at least we will be able to recognize if they do. And it makes us smile, us who, the Zen masters, because we're simply put consciousness like anybody else. And we're connected to the big web of humanity. So that's why uh, for any person who tends to their oversoul and the extended, the collective, we're okay, we're good. We just need more people to be compassionate beyond reason. We need more psychoeducators that are 5D. We need more human beings who are 5D. We need more adults. Integrated minds, restorative embodied selves, as Daniel Siegel points out, we need more people to understand that integration of the mind is the healthy, optimal inner well-being. It's proven. And that people who have insecure attachment styles don't know how to nurture themselves. They need to be supported by people who can be secure attachment for them. And that doesn't mean being their parent. It just means being able to truly care about their well-being and not bullshit them. As in my polysecure book, to be safe havens and secure bases is easy for the Zen masters because we only build secure connections. Because we don't need to attach. We care about our loved ones. Even without any intuitiveness, as a kid, I still knew what Jesus said was the truth, and that's why I was not in any way, shape, or form upset when I said, hey, God, evil doesn't exist. I said, I will go to hell. I know that my guilt comes from those people who keep telling me that people are evil, but I have all the psychology books. Am I a little bit afraid of hell? Maybe, but I'm more not afraid of hell. I'm more committed to what I know, which is people are not evil. And today I can share with you, people are not evil. They have a shame defectiveness cycle until they don't. And that's only if they meet enough people who are secure connections. And they don't usually because most people are not their own Zen masters. 
So they don't know how to be safe havens or secure bases for themselves, and therefore they don't know how to be compassionate, and they don't know how to be a lifeline for somebody who might want to get out of being drowned. Those who do, though, like I was saying, our heart smiles because uh, they see the light and they walk towards it. It doesn't mean they stay in light. It means they walk towards what is their next best self because they have realized the difference between those who care about themselves and those who care about them and themselves. And so no bullshit, just love, straight up. Fierce love at that. No, nobody's afraid of being vulnerable. And that's because uh, vulnerability is just something that involves emotions. And those of us who are able to be in our emotional plane and our mental plane are okay with being authentic because that's the beauty of being adults. Again, enlightenment, mystics, 5D. It's a beautiful place. You can all join on in. And it's being compassionate beyond a reason. It is something that goes way beyond anything you'll hear in 4D land or 3D land or limited consciousness land. So hopefully you'll all be back for more. And if not, it was a pleasure to have you here. Have a great day.